Welcome to Lighthouse Chapel International, Columbus, Ohio. We invite you to discover the life-changing anointed Word of God as you listen to this message by Reverend Gilbert Asamoah. Reverend Gilbert Asamoah is a well-seasoned minister who serves as the General Overseer of the Raccoon Diocese in Lighthouse Chapel International, USA. Founded by Bishop Dag Heward Mills with over 1,800 branches worldwide. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Let us pray. Our dear God and Father, thank you so much for gathering us one more time to feed on you and to feed on your word. You are the source of food for our lives. Our lives are revitalized. We pray that anyone who is on a slump will be revived and revitalized by the word of God. We pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that we shall have hope that we are not left alone to our own devices, but we shall have the hope that even if man abandons us, you will not abandon us. We pray that your Holy Spirit would explain the scriptures so that the people of God, it will be broken down into the chunks and the sizes that is appropriate for every listener today. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Beautiful. We are all welcome. Um, we are going to continue on the series on the determinants. Today we are touching on the second determinant, which is strength. Strength. So I'm going to read the foundation scripture, which is Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 11. I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill, but time and chance happened to them all. So you see a reference to the battle belonging to the strong. The battle is won by strength. And the scripture, as we explained last few weeks, is saying that this is what you expect this is what you expect in the natural or in the normal course of events. The people who are strong win the battle. And so if you are in any battle, you need strength. Now, the good news is that you are not left on your own to look for strength. You are not left on your own um, to do things by just natural strength. The good news is that when you become a Christian, you are actually joined to the Lord Jesus Christ like a marriage. Hallelujah. Amen. There's a reason why we are called the bride of Christ. So if we are the bride of Christ, then don't be surprised that it's a marriage. So whether you are a man or a woman, we are all the bride of Christ. Amen. Today, the men are very few. Myself, Brother uh, Eric. Brother Leslie. Uh, Brother Leslie Benji. <laughs> Benji, and then who else? I think that's all I can see. So, so if if the Bible says, um, you know, I think there's a verse in Romans that says, 
the the, the, the whole earth is craving for the manifestation of the sons of God. When it says sons of God, how many know it includes the woman? Because it's using the expression sons of God in a very prophetic way. It's not gender, gender as the way we know it. The sons of God is referring to people who are being invited to rule on behalf of God. Or to, just like when David was dying, he put his son Solomon in charge. So sons of God used in Romans 8 is referring to um, people who are heirs of God, people who are going to walk in a certain power and a certain majesty on the behalf of God. So and the women are included in that. So men, when the scripture calls us all the bride of Christ, don't be offended. We are all his Christ, the, the wife of Christ, the bride of Christ. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you are you following? following? So we are saying that we are talking about strength, but um, if if you think of strength in terms of your own ability, it can be very discouraging. You know, mm. I remember some years ago, I know of a brother who was who was um, trying to apply to study abroad. I don't know whether it was America or Europe. He was trying to apply to study abroad and he didn't have the money for the application fee. And so the people said, if you don't have money for the tuition or the or the application fee, um, you can apply to this group of people who can give you scholarship and they can give you, you know, it can it can include if you are like it, it, it would even include your plane ticket. The brother got very excited. So I was in his house. Actually, I was in the house of a friend and he had come there. And so he brought the forms, you know. He said he needed help to to complete the forms. So as we were going through the forms, in the forms for the scholarship, that can give you money to cover your application fee. That can give you money to cover your tuition. That may also give you money to cover your uh, plane ticket. That scholarship link, when, when he, he, he clicked it, they also were requiring a, a fee, a fee to apply for that scholarship, which will give you money for the to pay the application fee, which will then, upon admission, give you uh, money for the tuition and then the plane ticket. And when you, you, look, you look at the application fee, I think was $30. And then tuition, of course, is a lot of money. A plane ticket, we haven't talked about that yet. But this scholarship that is supposed to give him money to pay the application fee and to get the tuition coverage, the application fee for the scholarship was $50. How many follow what I'm talking about? Hmm. Yeah, following. The, the, the application fee for admission is $30, which he cannot afford. Is that already, are you following? So they say you can get money through these people, but you need to go through a process of application, but as you are applying, there is a fee of fifty dollars. <laughs> so, so he said, he said, he wrote and said, if I, he wrote an email, if I express my poverty to you, and to explain to you how much I cannot afford the thirty dollars, how can I afford that? <laughs> so it's like it's like in a boxing in a boxing uh, a boxing bout or match. It's like he lifted his hands, he threw in the towel. Do you get it? Mm-hmm. I mean, none of, we, were, we were all teenagers and we couldn't help him. We didn't have any money either. 
but what we, the good news is that when you join to Christ, when you join yourself to Christ, it's a marriage. And if it is a marriage that is working, if it's a marriage that things are being shared, it doesn't no more matter. Like I always give this example, who brought $2 and who brought $98? It doesn't matter. What we say is that together we have $100. Yes. Amen. Amen. So therefore, if your strength is weak, and the scripture says we should put on strength, what it means that we should put on Christ. Does that make sense to somebody? It does. You know, when the angel appeared to, what's his name, Gideon, in the days of the judges, and Gideon had a visitation that you are going to lead the armies of God um, to conquer God's enemies. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on the tribe that Gideon was from. Who, who remembers? Gideon was from one of the 12 tribes of Israel. I, I know I can, I can check, but I want to keep reading. So, when the angel talked about that, he said, in this thy strength, you are going to go in this thy strength. Gideon said, first of all, I think you had the wrong address. Your GPS didn't work. Mr. Angel, do you get it? Because he said, Gideon made a statement. He said, of all the tribes of Israel, my tribe is the weakest. Is the weakest tribe. And then among the tribes that are uh, in that particular, can somebody look for that? What tribe was um, Gideon from? Because there are 12, Manasseh, thank you. So, so there are 12 tribes of Israel. Manasseh is one of them. And so he, Gideon is saying that the tribe of Manasseh is the weaker. You, you remember what Jacob did? Jacob did a trick. Sister Lillian, Jacob did a trick. When Joseph brought his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim, for him to pray over them. Manasseh was the older one. Ephraim was the younger one. And they believe that the right hand is for strength. The left hand is for, is junior. So if you are left-handed, please, no offense. But we are talking Bible here. Okay. So, <laughs> so Joseph positioned Manasseh to um, the right of Jacob. So that his right hand will go on the older son. And then his left hand will go on the younger son. But Jacob was old and couldn't even see well. But somehow, Jacob decided to put the uh, blessing of the first right on the younger son. So he crisscrossed his hands like this. Do you get it? Mm. And so, so his right hand was rather on Ephraim and his left hand was on Manasseh. No wonder uh, years later, Gideon is saying, look, my tribe is among the weakest in Israel. And then within the tribe of um, Manasseh, when we go by family, by family, by family, my father's family is also the weakest. Are we to, I mean, if you are looking for an example of uh, faithlessness or speaking unbelief or speaking lack of faith, go and read about Gideon. <laughs> because he's giving a long list of why he cannot do it. I don't know whether you've been there, but if God can use people like Gideon, then you are not, uh, you, you, I mean, your case, your, your, your case is not too mobilific. Your case is not too sad. Do you get it? Amen. So, when we come to Manasseh tribe, 
my family is the weakest, then when we come to my family's, my own family group, me, I am the weakest. So if you are telling me the Lord is going to use me and the Lord is talking about strength and going this that strength, I think you have the, I think your GPS is malfunctioning. When it says redirecting, you, you didn't pay attention. But you see, what Gideon was ignoring was that when God calls you, he also equips you. Amen. Are you listening to me, somebody? We are listening. We are talking about the second determinant. Determin- to win the battle, you have to be strong. When, when Moses left the scene and the Lord came to Joshua, he said, be strong and of a good courage. There is a strength that is needed. If if the army, if the opposite, opposition army frightens you, you won't even start the, 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 the war. You, won't even, you, you, you already, you'll be defeated before you even start. This is what happened with the 10, ten spies who went to Joshua and Caleb. Before they started, they were already counted themselves out. Today, don't count yourself out because number one thing to learn is that strength is important. Strength is important. Now, once you, we all agree that strength is important, then the next thing is we have to get more of it because to win the battle for life, you need to be strong. So now we need to get more of strength. Now, where are we going to get it? But first, we need to establish the fact that strength is important. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, I would like to say that the human being as we know it, as a believer, you are not just one part. In fact, if we take your body, if we take your body, your body has different parts. So when we speak of strength, strength to the hand is different from strength to the leg. Hallelujah. Amen. When we were young, we were told not to laugh at disabled people. Sometimes somebody may be a lame person crawling on the floor. They look very weak. Like their legs from their waist down is all emaciated and almost like nothing, almost like sticks. But what our parents told us was that usually when somebody is weak in some area, the strength goes to another area. So the people who are lame and crawl on the floor, when you are shaking their hands, be very careful. Your fingers may break. Because whilst their, their, their bottom part, their lower part is weak, the upper part is very strong. Do you get it? So you see that even when we talk about strength, strength for the legs is not the same as strength for the hand. I mean, when we say we want somebody to have strong eyes, what is the eyes for? Eye is for what? Seeing. So if you want to say strong eyes, it means nothing I think I can only understand the eye being strong is that it can see very well. Is that not so? Hallelujah. Amen. And so when we say that strength is necessary for the battle, different aspects of your life requires a different type of strength. So if we begin to dissect us as a human being, even beyond, even beyond the, the physical, because how many know that you are not just physical? You are not just body. I mean, how is it that, how is it that, I don't know what it has happened to you before. Sometimes you'll be there and then you think of somebody 
you you just think of the person. The next moment they call you, has it happened to you before? Yeah. Or sometimes, sometimes you you think of somebody or you talk about somebody. Next thing they are knocking on your door, especially in Ghana where people don't call before they come because. Back in the day, there wasn't telephone, uh, mobile phone wasn't very common. <laughs> they would just say, Oh, I was in the neighborhood, and they knock on your door. <laughs> and all of that is to tell you that there is a certain realm that goes beyond the natural realm, that it is not a coincidence that you just talk of somebody and they appear. And so, we, remember, we learned seven great principles, right? Mm-hmm. Man is what? A spirit. He has a body and what? Yeah. Actually, I think I didn't say it right. He has a soul and lives, a soul and lives in the body. Amen. Amen. So that so that just as God is a trinity, right? Mm-hmm. Man is also a trinity in a way. So we are spirit, soul, and body. So therefore, if strength is necessary for winning the battle, then each of these areas of the human being, there is a strength that is required in that area. How many agree with me? So that your spirit man needs to be strong, right? Mm. Your soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotion, also needs to be strong. Mm. And then your body also needs to be strong. So when we are speaking of strength, we are speaking of strength needed for the whole being. Hallelujah. Amen. Some people are very strong physically. I mean, some have developed themselves so much that some of the guys develop themselves so much with muscles that they can do something like this. And then the muscles near their breast will be shaking like this. Should be shaking like that. It's, it's a strength. <laughs> it's a it's a strength that they have developed themselves into. Do you get it? Amen. Some have developed their strength so much that their belly doesn't show anymore. You see, one day I was taking a picture, Mister Lillian. I was taking a picture at a public event, and then and then, as the the you know, it wasn't a, like the, he was taking group one, and then he got to a point. Doris, he was taking one of me alone, right? And the cameraman came closer, came closer and whispered to my ear. He said, Rev, try to pull your stomach in a little. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, it's like for, the, for the sake of the picture. For, for the, <laughs> so, that, so that the picture will be nicer than, the picture will be nicer than the, the way it really, it really looks like. Yeah. I didn't know people do that. Next time you see somebody's picture with a flat stomach, Ask yourself, were they humming? Were they humming inside <laughs> or not? But you see, some people major so much on physical. Look, make no mistake, physical strength is important. Amen. Amen. Physical strength is important for various reasons. To carry on with your work, to go about the things you need to do. But you see, since you are not only physical strength, you cannot just major on physical strength and neglect the strength of your soul and the strength of your spirit. So I am not, I personally, our full disclosure, I'm not an expert in, in uh, uh, gymnastics. I'm not an expert. I'm not uh, your personal trainer per se. You have your own personal trainer 
Uh, some of you have a machine in your house or you have a gym or you have one of those with a video that you watch. So that one will help you in physical strength and it's important, right? But I'm telling you that there are other types of strength you also need to be strong in. Strength in your soul. Hallelujah. Amen. So in first um Samuel chapter 30, first Samuel chapter 30, we are talking about one of the determinants. One of the determinants of success or determinants of life. First Samuel chapter 30, maybe we'll take it from verses. Uh, yeah, let's take it verse 6. I will summarize from 1 to 5. So you see, the story is David went to have a great victory. They had come at a place called Ziklag. Ziklag. David and his people that had 500 men or so who were around him back in the day when he had to run out of town because of Saul. And he was fighting for survival. So he had one of those battles. When he came back, the Bible says, people had come to ransack the camp. They had come to ransack the camp where they had left the women and the children. Their wives and their uh, children had been taken along with a lot of their goose. And the scripture said, David was greatly distressed. For the people spake of stoning him. The people did what? They spoke of stoning him. Because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord. David did what? He encouraged, he encouraged himself in the Lord. Some translation says, David strengthened himself in the Lord. That's how some translations put it. You see, there comes a time that your soul, your inner self needs to be strengthened. He said, Gati, you have a hand up. Oh, okay. I thought you had a question or a comment. All right. David strengthened himself. Look at this translation, New Living Translation. David found strength in the Lord his God. So, so how many know that it wasn't physical strength this was talking about? Because if it is physical strength you are talking about, he had it. He had beaten the enemy. But when he came home, now his own people that were with him, they were planning on stoning him. Mercy. That his own people that were following him were planning on stoning him. That's, that's very serious. These are the people that if something bad is happening to David, you know, he could count on. One day David was so thirsty. He was lying down. He said, how I wish I would get a, 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 a glass of cold water. But the water was in the land of the enemy. The water was in the camp of the enemy. Three of his mighty soldiers went to fight and to bring water from them, from the enemy's camp. They had to fight their way through to get to the well and to bring water. That is how loyal they were. When they brought it to David, David looked at the water and David said, I cannot drink this water. He said, Lillian, David said, I cannot drink water. Why can't you drink this water? You said, I wish somebody brings me water. These people have gone to fight the great danger through the, the enemy's uh, uh, front and they have brought water. He said, I cannot drink this water because this water represents the blood of the people. This water represents what? The blood of the people who went to fight for me. Do you know what he did? 
David, he was great. Oh, David was great. David took the water they have brought. He poured it to the Lord as an offering. He didn't even drink it. But I mentioned this to show you how strong his helpers, his assistants were. His, his, uh, they were lawyer. But a time came that they too were grieved. And they were trying to uh, stone him. The people who were supposed to support him, they were trying to stone him because they too had had losses. It wasn't only David whose things were stolen and his wife and children taken away. Their wives and children were also taken away. So they were trying to stone him. And so therefore, David didn't have any choice but to strengthen himself in the Lord. It's, there comes a time that you need strength in your soul. You need to strengthen yourself in the Lord. Because sometimes people around you will not be there for you. And the winning of the battle of life is that your whole being needs to win. Your spirit man needs to be strong. Your physical body needs to be strong. Your soul needs to be strong. In fact, if you're only strong in your soul, but you're not strong in your body, that is also no good. And if you're strong in your body and you're strong in your soul, but you're not strong in your spirit, that is also no good. In fact, part of your soul is your mind. The way your mind works. The way things weigh heavy on you and you, you feel like giving up, that is part of your soul. So Apostle Peter says something. Let's look at 1 Peter 1.13. Don't worry. If you have the book, we will get to the points very soon. Okay? We are explaining something here. First Peter 1.13. We are preaching from the book, The Determinants. And we are talking about the second determinant, strength. It says, wherefore, get up the loins of your mind. Be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So st stay in verse 12 and verse 13. Peter is saying, get up the loins of your mind. You see, the loin, your loin is your waist. And how many know that you tighten up your waist with what? A belt. Why do you tighten up your, the, your, your pants with a belt? So that you can walk confidently. So that you can walk without your pants dropping off. Amen? Amen. Because sometimes, if you are wearing a, if you are wearing something, long shirts, the shirt actually cover your pants and your belt. Nobody even sees the belt. So the question is, it's not all belt that is worn as a fashion statement. Do you know that? Mm -hmm. I know some belts are worn for, as a fashion statement to match your shoe. Or to, or to match something you are wearing. But but in the normal use of a belt, it is just to hold up your, your pants from falling off. So when you say get up the lines of your mind, you don't have a, you are not wearing a belt on your mind. You are not wearing pants on your mind. It is a metaphor. It is describing how you need to strengthen your mind. Mm. Guarding up the lines of your mind will keep your mind from falling apart. If your mind, if you allow your mind loose to fall apart, that is why that is how people go bankers and do crazy things. People do crazy things because your mind there is like a sponge. It can attract anything that is flying around. You need to take control of your mind. How do you take control of your mind? By strengthening your mind. You strengthen your mind with the word of God, 
You strengthen your mind with what God has said. You strengthen your mind by feeding on Jesus Christ, who is the author and finisher of our feet. You strengthen when your mind is strong, Satan cannot play mind games on you. Mm. Amen. Amen. When you are when you are a child, when you are a child, your mind is not very strong. So so your parents can uh, trick you. Do you get it? Mm-hmm. I remember I, I, I remember when my children was were, were younger. I mean, very, very little. I used to tell them that I can appear, I can disappear, and appear. And they believed it. You see? We will be there, and I'll go like... I said, did you see that? Did you see that I disappeared, and I just came back? They said, it happened so fast. I said, yes, it happened so fast. That's why you didn't see me disappear. But it happened so fast, I disappeared and appeared right now. Because you were a child, you will believe it. One day we went to the uh, mall, and 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 the older children, uh, one one of them told my youngest one that he has magic in his hand. He said, "Watch it! I'm going to point my hand like this. The door of the mall is going to open by itself." <laughs> Do you get it? And he did like this, and then you know this automatic door. It opened, and then the little one stood there. He said, "Wow! <laughs> Where did you get this superpowers from?" <laughs> Where did you get this? It's a superpower. You see, when you are young, spiritually, your mind is easy prey for the enemy. The enemy kind of doodles and doodles on the slate of your mind. We, so, so part of the reason why we need to be strong is that we need to be strong even in our mind. So that when the devil comes to try and play skateboard, trying to play doodle and doodle and to, and to uh, um, put some things on our mind, something strong in you repels it. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So you need strength in your body. By all means, go to the gym. Or do your own press-ups in the house. Where uh, no one is counting. If you say you're going to do 20, you do three. Nobody knows. But only God knows. So do that. But then strengthen yourself in your soul also. Hallelujah. Amen. And then also strengthen yourself in your innermost being. That is your spirit. Strengthen your spirit. When your spirit is strong, I will tell you, if your spirit is strong, it actually will feed off into strength for your soul and strength for your body. That is what the Bible says, if the same spirit who raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives in you, he will quicken even your mortal body. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's look at this scripture. I believe Ephesians chapter 3. I'm not sure exactly, but maybe verse 19. Let's try that. Ephesians 3 and verse 19. We are talking about the second determinant, strength. Okay. Maybe let's, let's try uh, seven. Let's start from 17. It may, we may have gone beyond that. So Ephesians 3, 17. Okay. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. That ye being rooted and grounded in love. Maybe I need to go look for it myself because i have a feeling let's start from 50 brother let's sorry let's start from 15 Ephesians 3 verse 15 of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named yes okay he's praying for the who from for the believers in ephesus that god will grant them according to the riches of god's glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. He's talking about, this is the verse I was looking for. 
So let's stay there. So he's talking about a strength that is in the inner man. Look, I've been a believer for some time. I, I gave my life to the Lord when I was 15. And I'll tell you something. There is nobody who is strong 100% all the time and has not have moments of faltering. Hallelujah. Amen. Everybody, no matter who you are, you will have moments of weakness, moments of faltering. And the one central key, which is like a universal principle, is that when your spirit man is strong, it feeds your whole body and your whole body will be strong. That is not to say, that is not to say, just feed your spirit man and then um, keep, keep on eating ice cream for uh, what do you call it? Uh, breakfast, lunch and dinner and don't eat healthy. That's not what we are talking about. We all know we have, we have, you need to eat right. But I'm talking about a strength that is needed in our innermost being. Because when that strength is there, it will even help you with the other areas of your life where you need strength. So, what are some of the elements of strength? Or what are some of the things strength will do for you? We won't be able to finish this, but we will touch on a few. So let's look at Isaiah chapter 27 and verse 5. Your strength determines whether your enemy will attack you or not. This is one of the reasons why we need strength. Your strength determines whether your enemy will attack you or not. This is true in the spiritual realm, and it is also true in the physical realm. It says, Oh, let him take hold of my strength, that he may make peace with me, and he shall make peace with me. When sometimes, when somebody looks at how strong you are, when they were originally coming to fight, but they look at your strength, then they decide to make peace. Because when they look at it, I remember when we were growing up, our church was very far away from where we lived. And we would pass through a, a certain part of town called Zongo. And there are these people from this other religion which are known to long quarreling a lot. Do you get it? Mm -hmm. uh, Leslie, you can remove the scripture. The scripture is saying that when people notice your strength, they will make peace with you. Nobody will have to fight with you when they feel that your strength will beat them. You will beat them. So that they will be. So when we're going, we would we will be passing by this neighborhood, and then these little ones will become. They will be teasing us, making calling us names. And they were usually younger than us that you can beat them. And a few instances we try to beat them, but when you do that, then the bigger, taller ones will come from behind the house. They will come, macho guys. And they'll say, so, so what, what were you saying? What were you saying? <laughs> I cry for you. <laughs> so immediately, we begin to negotiate. We begin to negotiate for peace. Because we realize that the people have a strength we cannot match. Do you get it? Mm. When you are strong, when you are strong, certain enemies will refuse to come to you. Because they know that they know that they cannot beat you. You see, in the days of President Kennedy, that you know that the Russians 
The Russians, back in the day, when we call the Cold War, the world was divided. Some people were following America and others were following Russia. And America was fighting this to win this war. They didn't want the world, the countries in the world to go and follow Russia because that's communism, that's dangerous. And Cuba, which is very close to America, they were following Russia. And so it was a very serious situation. If Cuba is taken over by Russia and Russia wants to attack America, they are now very close. So actually, the, um, uh, under Kennedy, America tried to overthrow the, 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 the administration of um, Castro. And they failed. America failed, unfortunately. So it became a big fiasco. Now, the next thing we heard was that um, the, the um, Russians brought a submarine to Cuba. And if you bring a submarine to Cuba, which is next to America, America, uh, uh, um, President Kennedy said, this is a declaration of war. If we don't do anything about it, they are going to think that we have succumbed to them. Are you following? Mm. Yeah. So President Kennedy said, we too must show, have a show of strength. So you have brought a submarine. We will bring a nuclear arsenal submarine. So America also brought their own vessel, which is loaded with nuclear arsenals. When America did that, which had more nuclear arsenal than what the Russians had, what do you think they are going to do? Okay. Remove, removed. They removed their submarine where? Back to where they came from. Because President Kennedy did what we call a show of strength. Hallelujah. Mm, so you see that your strength determines whether your enemy will attack you or not. Let me tell you something. There are certain enemies after your life. And most of the time, it is triggered by the spirit realm. If you strengthen yourself in the Lord, if you strengthen yourself in your innermost being, by praying in tongues, by feeding on God's word, by looking to God, by walking with God, I can tell you that, do you know how many times the enemy has tried to take you out? Many of them you don't even see. The devil has tried to take you out so many times, but a lot of times he is not able to because there are invisible forces fighting for you. So therefore, the key to life is strengthen yourself in the Lord. Because when you are strong, the devil, there are certain battles he wouldn't remember. Because the devil is very, very stubborn. Sometimes he will try. He will try. He will fail. He will come again. But you remain strong. Hallelujah. Amen. So that is one thing strength does for you. Number two, strength determines your ability to fight against your enemy. So, so, so there is a level of warfare whereby you don't even start the fight. Just by being strong, the enemy is, stays apart, stays afar. But then sometimes the enemy is stubborn, they still come. So in that time, when the enemy comes, when you are strong, you know you are going to win. Isaiah 28 verse, verse 6. It says, and for a spirit of judgment to him that seated in judgment, and for strength to them that turn the battle to the gate. When you are strong, you turn the battle to the gate. Isaiah 28 verses. When you are strong, 
you turn the battle to the gate. Hallelujah. Amen. When you are strong, you turn the battle to the gate. Strength to them that turn the battle to the gate. There is a strength. There is a strength that allows you to overcome the enemy. Because the enemy is stubborn. And the, I mean, if Satan has the audacity to go and rise against God, sometimes he, he is deceived in thinking he can win. So your job is to strengthen yourself so that even if the enemy decides not to stay away, but come, they will come in one way, they will flee in seven ways. Say amen to that. Amen. Are you following the preaching? Your strength, number three, your strength is determined by how much accusation you can withstand. You see, part of strength is also how much you can stay, you can stay um, focused and not be distracted by detractors and accusers. The ability to forgive and the ability to overcome accusation is actually a strength. Some people think it's a weakness. No, it's not. If you can forgive somebody, it's not a sign of weakness. It's actually a sign of strength because not everybody can do that. Hallelujah. So let's look at Genesis 49, verse number 22 to 24. Genesis of the 49. It says, Joseph is a fruitful bar. I believe these are the last words of um, the last blessings that Jacob is pronouncing on his children. When Jacob, before he died, he brought all his children, he pronounced blessings on them. This is what he said about Joseph. Joseph is a fruitful bar. Even a fruitful bar by a well. It's like a plant. Okay, he's describing him as a plant. Go back to 22. He said, whose branches ran over the wall. So he's describing Joseph as a plant whose branches ran over the wall. May your branches go over the wall. The wall that has, is supposed to restrict you. May your branches go over it. Amen. Amen. Go to next verse now. He said the archers have sorely grieved him. You know the archer? You know archery? Like, like um, people that use arrows. You, people that throw arrows. So throwing of arrows is called archery. The archers is referring to the people who use arrows in warfare. Are you following me? Yes. So the archers have sorely grieved him. Jacob is describing the life of Joseph. He said the archers have sorely grieved him. In other words, his life was full of archers, arrows of archers thrown at him, shot at him, and hated him. Who do you think? Who do you think Jacob is speaking about? If you are looking at the life of Joseph. Who were his haters? His own brothers. His brothers were the archers. They shot at him. That is the first group of archery 
that came after against Joseph. Who is the second? What is the second group that that did something to hurt him? It's a Lillian. I can I can read your lips. You are saying Potiphar's wife. Yeah. But but you were muted. So yes. So Potiphar's wife was the, another archery. They threw at him, which landed him where? In jail. In jail. In prison. So you see, we are talking about how, how else do you show strength? Your strength is shown in your. There's a nice English word called resilience. Resilience. Your ability to be attacked, but you come back and you don't quit. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. It's called resilience. I mean, imagine Apostle Paul being stoned in, was it Lystra or Derby? He was stoned to the point of almost dying. And then, and then when he recovers, the Bible said he told, he told Silas, let's go back there and strengthen the brethren. A place where he has been stoned <laughs> to almost death, he goes back to strengthen the, the people. He said, let's go back and strengthen the churches. So the archers have sorely grieved Joseph and shot at him. Look at verse, look at verse 24. We are talking about a strength that you need and a strength that I need. It says, but his bow, that is Joseph's bow, abode in strength. Joseph's bow abode in strength. And the arms of his hand were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. The archers may be after you. I don't know what type of archery is after you. What type of arrows are poking you? With the things that are supposed to weaken you, out of that, with the arm of the strength of the Lord, you will come out on top. You will have the ability to survive. He said, he was what? The archers sorely grieved him, but his bow abode in strength. And the arms of his hands were made strong, by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob, for thence is the shepherd, the stone of Israel. Mm. These are words that Jacob is proclaiming over his sons. When he came to Jacob and Joseph, he remembered how much Joseph has been hated. Because beyond Potiphar's uh, uh, dot, I mean, his own brothers hated him. He and then Potiphar they sold him. You know what? What is even interesting is that they actually wanted to kill him. Let's see. They wanted to kill him. Do you know who saved his life? It was Reuben. Mm. You see, Reuben did a lot of bad things, but this is one good thing Reuben did. I mean, sometimes somebody does a lot of bad things, but you have to remember a good thing too that they have done. Do you get right. it? Reuben, mm-hmm. Reuben, the other son said, let's put him in this pit. Wow. Because his, his mind was that he's going to keep him in the pit. And then, because they were going to kill him, and then he said, let's put him in the pit. The rest of them, their man was that as he's in the pit, he's going to die there so that at least we cannot be blamed as the ones who actually physically killed him. That's right. But Reuben suggested that so that he will come back later and extract Jacob, uh, Joseph and go and bring him to his uh, father. But wow. when uh, Reuben, whether he went to the restroom or whether he went to buy watching or whatever, I don't know where Reuben went. When Reuben came back, a group of Ishmaelites and Egyptians were passing. And do you know who suggested they should sell him to the Ishmaelites? It was Judah. Mm. Judah. Judah said, you know what? 
instead of leaving him in this pit to, to die for free and we don't even get any benefit from it, at least let's sell him. We can make a buck or two. Do you get it? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so Judah suggested, and some people say it's a good idea. So, so Reuben hid him in the pit and Judah said, let's sell him. So they sold, at Judah's suggestion, they sold um, Joseph to the Ishmael. They took him to Egypt. And then he went to work for Potiphar. Potiphar's wife also, he looked at his muscles and said, this guy is very muscular. He'll be very good in bed. Bad woman. Okay. Bad woman. <laughs> bad, bad, bad. bad. Hey, he's fine boy. He's a fine boy. And so, when he resisted, then she lied about him. And now, they said he was trying to rape me and then he was thrown into jail. So that's the second set of archers. I don't know how your life has been, but most of us have not experienced what Joseph has experienced. Mm. But Jacob is saying that he strengthened himself by the mighty God of Jacob. Yeah. All the things that happened to him, it didn't crush his spirit. Mm. This is the one thing that I always tell people. Keep your spirit up. You know that song, uh, what do you call it? Uh, God no go shame us by, by that uh, Nigerian uh, fellow. Do you get it? There's a line that says, there's, there's, there's a line that says, at, at least we know they mortuary. <laughs> do you get it? If you are alive, there's still hope. That's right. And yeah, so Joseph was, Joseph was thrown into jail. And then when he was thrown into prison, he stayed there, God promoted him, but then when he did, he interpreted the the um dream. the dream one mm. of the two people died the other one whose dream happened good for him when story. he was when he when he was restored and he was enjoying his position at the palace he forgot about joseph that is actually actually number three another arrow joseph was rotting in prison so my god what is going to happen i mean i thought that this guy was my answer that mm. when he goes there he's going to give a word to the king and i'll be released he right. forgot but you see god there eh, Hmm. I was going to say something. <laughs> that, that, I, I, should, I shouldn't say. <laughs> because, because somebody may be from that ethnic group. God is not like uh, <laughs> some, something. <laughs> His eyes are open, seeing everything that is happening. At yeah. the time, at the time when it was actually most important. Mm. Then the guy remembered and he was released. Wow. But you see. That time of waiting, that time of waiting for the hand of God for the deliverance, that mm. is where most of us crash. Most of us give up. That's right. So your strength is determined by how much accusation you can withstand. Mm. You've been accused of all kinds of things. You've, you've been hurt by people, but be strong. Don't give in to the Bible said, do not repair evil for evil. Romans chapter 12. He said, Let God be the judge. Hallelujah. Amen. One one guy, one guy, one guy who his pastor trained, he was one of these Alala boys in the neighborhood with no future. The pastor took him on and trained him and 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 made him important in the church, and even a pastor. But one day, when his 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 test came, he stood up, went to stand in front of the pastor's house, the gate gated uh, house, shook the gate, and said, "If you are a man, come out." He said, "He I said, see. if you if you come out, I will run you out of town." He, told, he said, "Can you imagine somebody telling his pastor, if you are a man, come out, and if you come out, I will run you out of town?'" 
But you don't okay. quit because of people like that. That's right. People that you have helped, you don't do mm. that. People who say bad things about you, you don't respond to all of that. Rather, yeah. a show of strength is when you can remain resilient. Keep your eye, keep your eye on the task ahead. Keep your eye on Christ. Keep your mm. eye on Christ. Mm. And when you do that, it's only a matter of time. I don't know. I think it was 13 years before Joseph was emancipated or came out of the situation. Wow. And God has his own timing and seasons. It doesn't mean it's a, it's a formula. It may be one year. It may be two years. It, it may be some period of time. But we need to remain. We should be like David. Strengthen yes. yourself in the Lord. That's right. Because the battle... <clears throat> Is the Lord. Is the Lord. Mm-hmm. When your strength is in God, even when you are weak, then you are strong. That's what Apostle Paul said. He said, when I am weak, then I am strong. Yeah. In one of the letters he wrote to the uh, Corinthians, he said, when I come, I'm going to do this. I'm going to shout at you. But in another place, he said, when I come, I'll rather show my weakness. Because when I am weak, then I'm strong. Hallelujah. Like um, uh, Rahan Bonke, his father called him a zero because I think he couldn't do math or science or something in school. They said he was nothing. Rather, he became the one that had a worldwide ministry. He told his father, I would like to be a preacher. The father said, no, no, not you, not you. My older son will be. Wow. Because he didn't look like the material. When people put you at zero, it does not mean that is the last word. God's word is the last word. Amen. Amen. Strengthen yourself in the Lord, mm. and 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 make sure that you survive, because Hallelujah. if you allow yourself to survive through the time, the Bible says that the end of a matter is better than at the beginning. But you should be there to say it. We were watching yeah. a, a Christ, we were watching a Christian movie in church, a nice Christian movie Reverend Bender had collected that we should watch. Mm. And it came to the last scene, the last scene where the most important revelation is going to happen. And I saw one sister getting up to go and pee. Mm. And I, 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 something was doing me because <laughs> she's, she's going to miss it. She's going to, she's going to miss the most the important action. part. Yeah. If you stay to the end and you don't quit and you strengthen yourself in the Lord, you will see the glory of the Lord in the land of the living. Right here, you will see the glory of the Lord. Put your hands together to the Lord and let us pray. Wow. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We love you. We appreciate you. Yes, Lord. Thank you for gathering your people one more time. Mm. Thank you, my God, for our strength is in you, Lord. Our strength is in you. Mm. Father, we refuse to let our body talk to us. We refuse to let the weakness in our body, our soul, our spirit talk to us. We instead we fix our eyes on you, the source of our strength, and with a fuel that never runs out, like the oil of God that flows even to the to the lampstand, Lord, like the two lampstands, Lord, the the the, 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 the two trees that are constantly pouring out the the, the, the fig tree oil, the, the oil that is the, the the olive oil that is constantly flowing. We pray, let that be our life, that our lives, my God. Mm. are fueled by your strength so that it never ever runs out mm. thank you Jesus now if you are here in our midst we want to give you an opportunity to dedicate your life to the Lord
or to take the first step to commit your love to Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Say after me with conviction this prayer from your heart. Thank you, my Savior. Thank you, you, my Savior. For the completed work of Christ. For the completed work of Christ. Christ died for me. Christ died for me. For the forgiveness of sins. For the forgiveness of sins. He was raised from the third from the dead on the third day. He was raised from the dead on the third day. For my justification. For my justification. Therefore, I am born again. Therefore, I am born again. And I live for God all my days. And I live for God all my days. In the victorious Christian life. In a victorious Christian life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Beautiful. If you are worshipping with us for the first time, we would like to acknowledge you. I believe um, um, somebody was to join. I don't see. Maybe they have left. But um, let's keep inviting people. You can give them the, the Zoom link to come to our service. Hallelujah. Amen. Wonderful. So let's take our um, tithes. You know, Bishop was saying this morning that tithes happened before the law of Moses was given. So anybody who tells you, um, you know, this is Old Testament law that we are obeying. No, Abraham paid tithe and Jacob paid tithe. That was long before, long before Moses. So let's bring our tithes before the Lord. Heavenly Father, we commit our tithes and our offerings to you. We sanctify it, O God, and set it apart as holy unto you. May your name be honored as we give. We give it as an act of worship in acknowledging you and invite you to let all that is yours be ours and all that is ours is yours. We partake of your resources and we succeed in this earth in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Wonderful. So.